we did have a money partner that pulled out two weeks before our closing date and it was a, a pretty good sum it was a uh, hundred thousand dollars so we really had to are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one you're in the right place welcome to where should i invest real estate investing in canada with your host sarah larvey Hey everybody, Sarah Larby here. Thanks for tuning in and you are in for an awesome show today with Francois and Jennifer Lantier who are real estate investors located in Ottawa and have built a very, very impressive portfolio allowing Francois to retire at the age of 40 and they have a really awesome story. I will say, I know these two personally. Francois is the one that does a lot of my show notes. So hopefully you guys read my show notes. He puts a lot of time helping me with that. He is awesome. And also at the Right Club co-hosting many of our events. So it's, uh, it, it made sense to bring them on because not only are they part of the Right Club community, they're part of uh, helping me as well with my podcast. They have like a really awesome story and they've been able to scale their portfolio portfolio without using any of their own money going through the joint venture route. And I will tell you, you know, they have impressive portfolio and have learned so much. And now they're, you know, turning the tables and sharing it with all of us. And so I think it's really cool to, uh, to see what they've been able to do. And I will tell you, it's been like 19 months for them of real estate investing and they chose to grow aggressively and, uh, and didn't have to spend any of, of their own money doing it. So I will tell you, it is possible. There are ways. And uh, they're also doing really awesome with cash flow because a lot of their properties are in Eastern Canada. And actually a, a really cool story about Francois and Jennifer is they ended up buying a house in New Brunswick and they were moving their entire family there. So they sold their house in Ottawa, got to New Brunswick, realized that, mm, you know what, maybe this is not where we want to actually live. So they ended up finding a house in Ottawa to move back to and rented out their New Brunswick house that also cash flowed really well. But I will tell you, that is the power and the freedom of real estate investing is to be able to do that. Take everybody, go somewhere, realize after a week that you maybe you don't want to live there. That's totally cool. But I think that's an awesome story of the ability to just have that freedom and uh, not have to stay somewhere if you don't want to. And, you know, if you choose to travel, you could travel. And so they have a really cool life and, uh, and they've got, you know, two kids as well that are starting to slowly learn the ropes. And, uh, and I will tell you, they're a power couple. So I'm super excited to have them on the show. Please reach out to them. And also don't forget to rate and review the podcast. If you haven't yet, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. Let's bring in Francois and Jennifer. Francois, Jennifer, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm excited to have you guys. I'm also excited, you know, to have couples because we don't always have couples on the show. Uh, a lot of time it's just, you know, one person. But uh, I'm also excited because we we work together at the right club and uh, yeah. you are, you know, very critical to the success of our club and you've really, you know, helped us uh, enhance that and uh, and make things flow a lot smoother. And, uh, and so thank you for all you do. But you are also real estate investors, very successful ones at that as well. So maybe we'll start with uh, your story, how you got in, into real estate investing, and, uh, and we'll, we'll go from there. Um, which, which one of you, Jennifer or Francois, who wants to start? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yes, we've been real estate investors since 
about 2015, 2016, I would say more intensely in the last 19 months. Yeah, almost two years now. Yeah. So uh, we're getting close to 30 doors and um, a little bit of everything. So some duplexes, triplexes, fourplexes, five, five and plexes. six. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. We did. We did just buy a sixplex. So we have a few, a little bit of everything, mostly multifamily. That's kind of our thing. Multifamily, buy and hold. Um, and our the... first tenant, we need to tell a story. Our very first tenant. I don't know if you know that one, Sarah, but anyway, it was my mom. Oh. I love you, mom, but you were the worst tenant ever. <laughs> my, sister, my sister, my sister-in-law was the worst tenant ever too. So why was your mom the worst tenant ever? Oh man, anyway, <laughs> we bought a condo, so newbie mistake anyway. It was our first investment. Yeah, but the story around it is really good. But why she was a bad tenant is just mom, you know, well, you have a mom and she has a mom. Mom calls up, hey, there's snow on my balcony. When are you shoveling it? <laughs> Oh, uh, the balcony, there's a scratch in the top corner on the handrail or whatever. There's always something. The neighbor parked near my spot and now I can't get in and out and the neighbors are not nice with me. And anyway, <laughs> it's like, this is a condo. I don't know. I don't control everybody. <laughs> I mean, it is funny, right? But like, it is cool to see because you guys really have scaled up in the last 19 months to basically 30 units in 19 months. And I think you've done it also by working with other people's money and bringing in investors. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Mostly with other people's money because you just only have so much of your own. <laughs> yeah. That is, I mean, that's awesome, right? Because you, you scaled so fast because you, you chose that route. And, and you also picked, I think, some markets that are conducive to cash flow. Um, but let, let's just, before we get into where, where you're investing, um, how did you come across all of these different partners or opportunities to utilize other people's money and assets to team up and, and to uh, invest in real estate. So this, we have to go back a bit about my, my history, my background Ooh. in my, my work. So uh, back in 2009, I was doing marketing and sales, social media marketing. So I was on LinkedIn and I guess 2009, I was sort of an early -er adopter. <laughs> and um, so tons of networking online on social media and through groups as well, such as the Right Club. Uh, amazing to network with like-minded mm -hmm. people. Uh, local groups in Ottawa, there's Oreo, uh, there's other groups as well. So networking, that's how you meet people. It's not, I know you can do family. Uh, yes, my mom could have she could have invested with us. Um, but my you just dad, said she was a bad tenant. That's it. Because so <laughs> that's a rule number one, like working with partners or private lenders, you, you need to vet them. Can yeah. you put up with them? <laughs> Can they put up with you? Because mm -hmm. you're kind of getting married for a few months or years. So it's like a short-term marriage. So Jennifer puts up with me. She knows what to do. Long-term. <laughs> Long-term. <laughs> So the same applies to your lenders. So that's why, yes, networking is great, but you also need to get to know them and vet mm -hmm. them. And legally as well, you need to have a relationship with those people. So, Can I ask, because 19 months ago, I mean, it was not COVID or, or the pandemic yet, but since then, like you've, you've been investing a lot throughout this pandemic. And so are you meeting these people, you know, on Zoom for the most part, like people that you haven't necessarily met in person or like are they connections from back when you we were networking 
in person? Um, I would say a little bit of both. So we yeah. have done most of our networking post-COVID. <laughs> or pre-COVID. Pre, well, during COVID, I would say. Yeah, COVID's been really good for that stuff. Like, Yeah, meeting a lot of people online and then you're like, oh, the, a lot of people will be like, oh yeah, I saw you guys at a meetup or something and we didn't even realize it, but then we're just chatting with people that we kind of already did meet, but didn't know we met. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or forgot, sorry. <laughs> we just meet a lot of people, so. No, that, I mean, that's awesome, right? I mean, this is, this is part of the strategy. And so they're getting to trust you, they're getting to like you, and then, you know, how are you positioning it? Because you've done, you've done you know, 30 plus doors, it sounds like multifamily. How are you positioning your conversation with them? Maybe just walk uh, us through, so somebody that's listening to this, um, and that doesn't know really where to start and, and how to network and how to talk to people about partnering. Like what was some of the conversations that you've had in, in the process? This was a huge question for us about 19 months ago. We're like, <laughs> how do you approach people and ask them for money or ask them to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars? So how do we do that, Jennifer? <laughs> well, Foster's always been like the kind of social media guy, always like, um, like it's unbelievable, all the people that he talks to in a day. And I would say I'm more of the numbers person. So we kind of put our two forces to, or strengths together. And I kind of um, always do the numbers. Like so I do some kind of like a one pager where it kind of shows the deal that we're working on or a few deals that we're working on in the next little while. And then Frosso just goes to town with it. <laughs> and the way we approach people, and that comes from Danielle Saint-Jean, co-founder of the Right Club, is you offer them the opportunity to work with you. So I, I'm running with this all the time. Mm -hmm. So we do offer a few deals. Usually we offer, we found someone, okay, I want to work with you. Like I had a phone call uh, about two hours ago with someone. He said, I want to work with you. I want to be your JV. I'm like, that's awesome. But uh, let's talk about you. I want to get to know you. And then I talked to them about different deals and mm -hmm. walk uh, through different scenarios as well. So it's important to do a bit of kind of role playing. What happens if I die? I get very dramatic. That's totally me. And I'm sure you know me now, Sarah. But, uh, what if I die? What if you die? What happens there? And all those things people don't consider. They just get excited. What if you get divorced? Or you have, uh, I don't know, your wife is pregnant with quintuplets and you need all this money back. So we go through different crazy scenarios and we always have lots of time. So you never want to rush this. It's got to, there can't be any pressure. If there's any pressure or anything like that. Well, like just, you said, you're building a relationship with the person. So it's really something that takes time. Yeah. Usually it's, it can take a few months to secure like a, a good joint venture partner or, or a private lender, mm -hmm. uh, or it can be weeks. We've had people, it was really quick. We're like, whoa, this was easy. A hundred thousand dollars. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be careful if it's too easy. Maybe there's something there or maybe they're experienced. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, that is pretty interesting. So, so it could take a few months to, oh, yeah. you know, work a deal uh, with a, with a partner. So, so what do you look for first? Do you look for that partner and then you figure out the deal or you look at the deal and you say, okay, this can match with this partner, that partner, like, do you line them up with like a bunch of different partners based on their criteria? Like what is, what is that? Even yeah. Like? So that's mm -hmm. kind of from my sales background and Jennifer was in sales too. Uh, you need kind of the sales funnels, so the investors and the uh, the buildings. So it's kind of hard. It's the egg and the chicken. Like which one came first? <laughs> you need to have both the egg and the chicken all at once. And it doesn't always line up. Sometimes you miss out on deals. Sometimes we've missed out on partners. Like yeah, can you tell true. more about that, Jeff? 
Yeah, I mean, there's been a few times where we had a partner that wants to work with us and you just don't find the deal fast enough and they end up investing at other other places because they don't want to lose out either, right? Yeah. They get the, the FOMO. <laughs> right. but, um, and then you could also have the deal and then not find the investor. So it's, I think it's always working, like Francois said, both funnels and, and finding. At once. Because yeah. we had a guy in January, right at the beginning, $1 million. I'm like, yeah, a million dollars. I'm going to find all these deals. <laughs> And we did, but then the deals needed to close later and then it was too soon. Then he started chunking away some of his money. Like uh, I, I lent a hundred K here and there and then nothing was left. And we're like, well, that's okay. I mean, it's part of life. But. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey everyone. I just wanted to pause and share with you a financing tip that helped me scale my portfolio and can also help you as well. By working with Streetwise Mortgages, I took a strategic goals-based versus a transactional approach to financing. And they've helped me develop a financing roadmap that aligned with my goals and gave me some crystal clear clarity on where the money will come from to grow, how to maximize my borrowing power, how to structure future deals and avoid some costly mistakes, saving me thousands along the way. The financing roadmap is complimentary for every client who works with Streetwise and also very recently, they've offered an additional summary report of the best to invest 18 Ontario markets and also a comprehensive deep dive research into a market of your choice out of those 18. I highly recommend that you take them up on that offer. If you're looking to grow your portfolio, to book a planning session and develop your financing roadmap, email info at streetwisemortgages.com. That is info at streetwisemortgages.com. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. And now back to the show. Absolutely. It happens. So when you find these deals, so you talk to the investors, it sounds like you're cultivating deals and investors at the same time. And, and whether it's JV partners or money lenders, if somebody wants to be passive, you're cultivating those, you're having the conversations, maybe it's a couple of weeks, maybe it's a couple of months, and then you're doing the deals. Are you finding these deals on the MLS, off the MLS? Like, how are you finding these deals to make it, uh, you know, like a really great deal for, for investors, especially in a, a crazy market like right now? Uh, both. We really do work a lot in secondary markets, so they're not quite as hot, but I mean, Canada everywhere is hot right now. Yeah. But I think that there's a few key strategies that we use to find deals. So we do work with a lot of um, agents that kind of um, will show us a deal before it goes on MLS, <clears throat> which is al always great to, to have. Then you don't have that big bidding war and everything. And then a lot of times what uh, we have found because the market is so hot, even in these secondary markets, is sometimes if you're patient, they come back on. Yeah, deals fall apart. And then so deals... we just Yeah, we just bought a fourplex that that were like, oh crap, we missed it. And then it went back on and we actually got it for under asking because nobody looked at it. No, because it happened just <laughs> during kind of a provincial lockdown. So nobody could go in. It was really complicated. We're like, well, we'll take it. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it did. I mean, it, there's an element of risk, but it was calculated. We did find out a few issues like the plumbing stack was we didn't get an inspection. It cost us maybe five thousand dollars more than we thought. But five K, I mean, to get it to get a deal, cash flows from day one. Mm -hmm. It's not bad at all, in my opinion. No, that's good. So so where are you purchasing these deals? So diff right now we're focusing on Eastern Canada. So New Brunswick is amazing because of the tenant laws. Uh, you can buy and properties <laughs> and the cash flow. Yeah. 
So you can buy properties that cash flow right from the beginning. Also, uh, Detroit, Michigan now is really cool. Uh, I think there's some mm -hmm. awesome opportunity and we are looking out west. So east and west, it's like a donut. The center is bad, but <laughs> don't go for the... Not Ontario then? <laughs> yeah, don't go for the, the jam in the middle. Go for the pastry. <laughs> All right. But we, we did start off in, yeah. in Ontario in secondary markets, like uh, markets outside of our Ottawa hometown. Um, but just... Um, but what happens kind of is it's like a double-edged sword. So usually where there's no cash flow or less cash flow, there's higher appreciation. Where there's higher cash flow, there's less appreciation. So appreciation can be speculation. You have to be careful, but you do need some, absolutely. And it depends what you do. Like Sarah, you do the burr. Uh, the burr strategy is not always as good in secondary and tertiary markets. It's harder to find comparables. Mm -hmm. Uh, like a fourplex, I mean, in some towns where we've bought there, that's the only fourplex. So there is no comparable. <laughs> this is it. So <laughs> you have to be careful with that. Um, but it depends what you want. I wanted cash flow so I could quit my job and Jennifer as well. So yeah, absolutely. And congrats on, uh, on leaving, uh, leaving your job, Francois. That Thank is you. really cool on, on your retirement. So Here's a question. Um, you're obviously buying in Eastern Canada. You're buying in Detroit. Uh, it looks like you're going into, into Western Canada as well. Uh, so you're managing this from afar. Uh, you know, what are you doing to ensure that things run smoothly remotely? That's been a challenge yes. and a half. <laughs> but, but you know what? I think that's awesome that you're saying that it's a challenge because this is the real shit that right. happens. And, you know, again, like real estate is not we sometimes we see so much of the good but there's like oh no there's there's good days there's really bad days there's like oh shit i didn't calculate for this those types <laughs> of moments you know so so jennifer maybe maybe give us some insight on that yeah absolutely i think that um um it was definitely one of our biggest challenges was managing from afar um we did have to kind of uh, sneak into the province <laughs> a few times and we did have to fire property management. I mean, it's just, that's the way it was. I mean, we were able to um, fill seven units in a week on our own that property management wasn't doing over months. So, I mean, I think that you just, sometimes you just have to do it. Like you just get it done and. Yeah. Slow to hire, quick <laughs> to fire is some of our, <laughs> our words. <laughs> and I think remotely as well, there's so much you can do remotely with technology. Mm -hmm. It's insane. We've rented like those seven units in a week. I rented three out of seven, all digitally. So virtual tours, uh, Facebook. Facebook marketplace. Okay, no, that's good. Cause I, I know like back in the day, I shouldn't be, say back in the day, not even that long ago, Kijiji was like the be all, the end all. Everyone was like putting their, their rental ads on there. And then I think slowly, I mean, for people that are doing it ourselves, Facebook marketplace has taken over that, yeah. uh, that, that place where everyone's posting. Yeah. Well, we definitely do get a lot more responses on Facebook marketplace and you can like start social media stalking them right away. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. You get access to their account. Well, unless it's private, but usually they're not fully private and then you can scroll through and, Oh, well, thank you. No, it's no longer available. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that I started doing too is like, you're on probably a lot of the same groups, but the landlord and tenant groups, uh, yes. mm -hmm. provinces, 
I just want to make sure that that person's name is not like somebody that's replying to all of these other people being like, you know, giving advice on how to screw their landlords over even more. So I don't want to see them in any of those groups. Um, But I I will tell you that, you know, the downside I think of Facebook marketplaces is they, they know who you are. Right. And, you know, sometimes with Kijiji, you can say much more anonymous. So there's that kind of catch 22, but uh, I think that's just where the, the market's headed. Um, okay, so you obviously are, are managing this remotely. You've got properties in the U.S. You've got properties, you know, in, in Eastern Canada that have property management. Some you, you, re, you know, rehired since then or whatnot. Other than a property manager, like who are some of the key people that you, uh, you, you lean on a lot to ensure that things go smoothly other than the both of you, of course? Yes, well, yeah, the two of us, we're, we're quite the tag team, but we do have like a great, I, like I, I think it's so important to have like a good plumber, a good nine times out of 10 when the tenant calls you like even if you send the property manager he's just going to be dispatching it to somebody else so a good plumber and a good electrician and yeah. a good contractor then you're you're pretty much covered and then using apps like building stack is amazing so the communication module i'm going to sound like an advertising but it's really <laughs> cool uh, that the tenant can say hey my toilet is blocked whatever it goes in it and then a message gets sent either to me or it could go directly to a designated plumber and then you never hear about it. You just get the bill and we're all happy about it. And it's really mm-hmm. cool. So that really helps using technology, leveraging it. And yeah, it saves a lot of time. Uh, like the, right, just before getting on, I was dealing with a, a stove that's defective, but this tenant is not yet on our app. Once they will be, I'm not going to hear from them anymore. <laughs> going to go on the app oh it's defective well here's our designated technician and then they book their time and you just save so much time and of course you need to review that and what's nice you get reporting so if you see it's always this tenant and everything's breaking well maybe the tenant is the issue and not the equipment or maybe the equipment is all dated so those are business decisions Mm -hmm. you make at some point And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, I just want to take a quick moment here and pause the podcast to introduce you to one of my favorite contractors, John from Blackjack Contracting Inc. And he has been serving the Niagara, Hamilton and Brantford areas for the past three years and has become the area's legal basement suite renovation specialist. He works with many investors that I know and some newer investors, some more experienced investors, and he converts single family homes into multiple units, as well as my favorite strategy, the Burr strategy. So he's well-versed in those as well to make sure that we can achieve the maximum value of the property and the maximum ARV. He has also completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls, and everywhere in between as well. They do everything from permitting to the design to the final cleaning before listing our rentals for rent or for sale. And he's also a fully licensed electrical contractor. He's certified with ESA and he will take jobs of all sizes. So no job is too big. He's done a complete guts really from the ground up. So super impressed with his work and what he's been doing for fellow investors that I know as well. So if you wanted to reach out, his website is blackjack contractinginc.ca and you can ask him whatever questions you have you can also reach out to him instagram which is at blackjack contracting inc and like he says he knows that investing feels like the biggest gamble of our lives so when you have blackjack on your side 
the house always wins. I will also add that there is currently a ban as of April 4th on new permits. So he will still actively work to the law's extent and actively work with investors to get projects planned out for when the ban is lifted. So that way you're not necessarily waiting and waiting and waiting. So guys, 100%, I recommend blackjack contracting. I will say that Finding the right contractor is sometimes a hassle and getting a good one that works with investors that understands the numbers is going to be critical in our success, especially when doing the burst strategy. And now back to the show. Very cool. So you're using you're using building stack then to do the majority of your management. Are you doing it in building stack or, or utilizing build, building stacks for your U.S. properties too? No. So U.S. because uh, right now it's so small and it's so new we don't know the rules yet so Mm -hmm. we just hide well we went with the property management uh from the turnkey solution where we bought so kept it simple Uh, but once we have multiple properties then yeah maybe we'll look at that so Mm -hmm. all right very cool now you built really quickly have you had tough conversations or um things that arose with partners, JV partners. I mean, I don't need to know, we don't need to know names, but like, you know, like, oh, yes. It's going to happen at some point, right? Hey, I need my money. I'm getting divorced. Or like, something's going to happen where, you know, it's not, it's, you know, no matter what, if you, how much you, you, you dot your, your I's and cross your T's, some things will come out. Are you able to share any of those stories just so we can get like a realistic view on sometimes how it can be working with? Yeah. Jennifer, do you want to share the story <laughs> yes. nicely? Well, we, we did have a, a money partner that pulled out two weeks before our closing date. And it was a, a pretty good sum. It was uh, $100,000. So we really had to like turn on a, on a dime. On a dime. <laughs> yeah. So that was quite stressful. We did have a few um, sleepless nights. And then we just started uh, looking. Sometimes we have like a whiteboard where we write names of people that, are, that we've been chatting with for a little while and who have said that they've been interested in working with us. So we're like, okay, let's start calling let's people. Let's call everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting urgent. And this one time that was hard not to be stressed and to be pressuring people because we we're like, yeah, we qualified for this mortgage. If we don't show up with the money, we're in big trouble. And But we just, we were just totally honest with uh, this new money partner. We had been talking with them for a little while. We just said, we are stuck. Yeah, we're, yeah, <laughs> we, honesty is we huge. Not, we need help. Um, we're stuck. Um, do you think that you'd be willing to work with us? And then we just went through all the numbers. This is the deal. This is uh, what it looks like. And they were like, sure. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it was half the amount. So we had to come up with the yeah. other half. So we sacrificed. That's something you do. I'm sure, Sarah, that's happened to you. As an investor, we had a nice renovation budget for a house. Well, we scrapped that. So that went into our duplex. We had to tell our kids no living room furniture for a few months. Yay. Yeah, yeah, we were, we were on pillows for a few. <laughs> we're like, let's make it fun. We're gonna camp in the living room and and have a duplex. How nice! <laughs> Those are the things that, like, you know, we have to also account for some level of risk and some yeah. deviation from our plans, right? And especially, I think, in a time like today, where the market is just, first of all, it's just nuts. But being yeah. prices are hard to predict, like even renovations. I mean, renovations, like I mean, yeah. by the time we're recording this, it's the end of the, the end of April. But, you know, to, to my contractors, a few of them and like prices have gone up, labor has gone up. 
on average, 30 to 40%. I mean, that is huge, right? Yeah, and that's crazy. Uh, and if, if you're comparing it to last year's rental budgets, I mean, you're, you're going to be way off by 30 to 40%, which is, which is a horrible thing. ARVs have changed. Like so many things have changed. So there, there needs to be a little bit of a, you know, a level of knowing that like, if something happens, you have some, something or plan B or plan C or, or something that you can, yeah. and especially if you're working with somebody else, like you have to be able to like ensure that they get their money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Contingency funds and yeah, lines of credits and credit cards if you're really, really stuck. <laughs> or yeah. mom, mommy, I love you. Do you want to be my tenant again? <laughs> for free in exchange for paying my debt. No, but you need to have plans. And, yeah. Yeah. Something, of course. Exit strategies. For sure. So like, I mean, you guys are doing this together. You scaled up, you know, quickly. Um, and you, and you talked about how that, that one thing kept you up at night, but are you, are you still actively looking, still actively purchasing? Are you saying, Hey, let's slow down. We've got a bunch right now to manage and to sort out. Like what's the plan moving forward? Well, I think that we always kind of do it in, in lumps. It's like, okay, we, we buy two or three and then, okay, now we need to, to what we call stabilizing. We stabilize and then we go for another two or three and then we stabilize. So we kind of been doing that continue, continue that. So we just had our our, latest buying spree. Yeah. We just bought (laughs) two more. I don't even know. One, two, two, three, three. three, What's going to be three by the end of May. Yeah. It will be three. And then then we're probably going to stabilize. (laughs) It's going to be more like a lump of six this time. (laughs) Anyway, six properties. We don't even know how many we have because of all these joint venture partners because they qualify and everything. So we kind of follow along, but there's steps they do and they're on our boards. So anyway. <laughs> Very cool. So they qualify now. How are you uh, splitting the cash flow? How often are you setting that up or, or the equity? Like what is your joint venture, the typical joint venture that you're doing? Like what does that even look like? Yeah, our typical joint venture, I would say is 50-50. So um, they would put in the credit and the funds and then we do all of the work which may sound like it's unfair, but I will tell you that it is a lot of work. Yeah, like Jennifer the other day, she's like, this is slavery. We, I know, I'm like, we are no slaves. No more JVs, we're slaves. Um, because it is a lot of work. And I think that that they kind of do, um, and not that I don't like JVing, but I, I find that sometimes a, a money JV partner will kind of feel like, okay, I'm throwing the cash in it, have fun, bye guys. Yeah, make, it, then, make it work. Yeah, that's it, it's all your problem, tenants, everything. No, it's 50-50 problems as well. So that's yeah. what they forget. <laughs> but yeah, it is a lot of work, but I think that it's worth it. And we've had a lot of success with our JVs and yeah. we do kind of split everything down the middle. So the cash flow, uh, if we refi, if... Um, when we sell equity, so it's all, it's all 50-50. We are open to different suggestions. So we've had higher net worth individuals <laughs> or people that have uh, really high salaries, they're in a top income tax bracket, then those people are looking more for equity. So they're gonna wanna cash out on a year where they're taking a sabbatical or something where mm-hmm. their income has gone down that year or some sort of tax planning. So that we're okay with, but we haven't, done that yet everybody wants their cash flow for some reason <laughs> yeah wants to retire <laughs> yes are you, are you distributing that like and doing like monthly payments of cash flow quarterly annually quarterly okay yeah monthly is not enough because 
you need to save for contingency funds and there's always little stupid repairs that add up and (laughs) gravel gravel did go down in price so everything went up but not gravel (laughs) (laughs) so if you need a load of gravel it's cheap (laughs) that is funny all right okay so it sounds like you've got, you know, a good plan in place. Are you doing specific exits? Like, are you figuring out how long you're going to hold these properties for with that partner? Or are you just going in and then you'll figure it out along the way? Uh, we usually do a five-year term because I just think that that, especially since we're in secondary markets, that's where you're going to uh, get the most out of your appreciation. Yeah. And then you recoup all your closing <laughs> costs and land transfer tax if there is, depending on the province where you invest. Not everywhere. That's nice. Um, but yeah, five years, you recoup all your costs and then your mortgage as well. That's a good time to decide, do we refinance? Do we sell? What do we do? So that, yeah, it's five years. Or if we've, we've done corporations, so this is newer where we have a corporation and a commercial loan. So five years, again, is another great time to decide what's next. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's longer term. It's not like... Um, flips or even the burr i know can be quite quick we do slower longer mexican style stuff (laughs) (laughs) there's there's nothing wrong with that i mean in the markets where you're at it probably makes more sense because you're getting the cash flow anyways you won't get the same amount of lift to just do it as a as a buy and hold that that works right and you've got your team and you're bringing the expertise to the table and they're bringing the the financing uh and and the cash so essentially, just to, to recap, they bring the financing, they bring the money, you bring the expertise, you bring your, your team, you bring, you know, obviously your experience and stuff. Absolutely. It's a five-year, it's a five-year thing. And then you've got your joint venture agreement that stipulates all the, you know, if you guys get divorced, blah, 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 all that good stuff. Are you using the same joint venture agreement for everybody or are you tweaking it based on everybody's circumstances? Yeah, yeah. major tweaks we've had some where it's super custom like our u.s deal was very complicated (laughs) because we have a partner in canada where we jv'd for the money and then the partner anyway everything gets invested in the states so we had to get this very customized um we've had other ones that have offered their own template because they preferred theirs yeah and we were okay (laughs) with the terms uh some of them were really simple so they're more advanced so their terms were simplified uh some wanted all kinds of clauses and kept adding pages after pages we're like okay this is intense (laughs) um but it yeah it worked out Uh, we deal with some couples we've dealt with single people people that are not married so that also changes the dynamic. So if something happens, they're not married, even though they're common law, there's some things to consider. You don't um, have the same rights as a common law couple as you would as a married. So it's important to put that in your JV if, if that's yeah, your case. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, if I die, it goes to Jennifer. But if you're not married, it doesn't automatically go like that unless you have a will and mm-hmm. different things in place. So it's something to consider. And also, let's say I've been talking to you, Sarah, for months. We want to work together, but you don't know Jennifer. And then I die and then poof, you're, you're now partner with We're Jennifer. Yay! <laughs> so you have to consider that and who, who's next. Or you're single and then you pass away. Well, who am I working with now and all that stuff. Life insurance is huge. We always get life insurance for the partners to cover capital gains, deemed dispositions, all that stuff. Great tips. Yeah get life insurance on them that you guys pay in case something happens to them to pay mm-hmm. off the mortgage. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's 
a great mortgage or even just capital gains because you'll have capital gains right away if the partner passes away so yeah if there's no inheritance or their family too it's to protect whoever is inheriting this share um yeah there's the deemed disposition with cra so do your research on that but when someone dies then it is disposed of <laughs> so you need to be insured Mm -hmm. uh, infinite banking too we're really getting into that so with life insurance uh, soon we won't need any banks so it's gonna be exciting <laughs> <laughs> wow very cool you guys you guys are so impressive like like superpower couple and it's just nice to see you both like so excited and enthusiastic and on the same page about real estate investing right because not like sometimes there's one person that's like way into it to real estate and wants to invest and the other person's like totally against it or not really interested were you always like this? Like, were you both always like, like dedicated to, to real estate investing and the idea or was one person, you know, pulling the other one in the beginning, uh, you know, before you both got to the same page? Well, I think that we kind of both warmed up to it at the same time. Like you were just yeah. like, we were testing our toes in the water together and then we're like, Oh, okay. This works out well. This is gonna. Yeah. So we just, we both kind of got the the bug and we're like, okay, now we got to figure out how to get, how to get the next one. And I think that we're both and kind more, of like more, that. More. <laughs> if it's not him, it's me. Where's the next one? Where's the next deal? And we're like, <laughs> and she's the worst. She tells me no more buildings. And then she's on MLS or some website with Zillow or something. And she's scrolling. I'm like, what are you doing? Looking at buildings. This is not right. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I have a JV partner for this one. So let's just get it. <laughs> That, that is so cool. So, so not only do you invest together, you, you, you technically work together because you're managing all these problems yeah. mm -hmm. you live together. You know, do you, do you guys fight a lot or do you get along the majority of the time? Get along quite well. Yeah, like, we don't fight a lot. We've been together for 22 years. So yeah, we, we fight when we're not together. Like I left a few days ago for a few, <sighs> a week and a half. That was not nice. <laughs> I hate sleeping alone. So. And when he's gone, I'm like the worst. I'm like, are you painting fast? Are you doing this fast? Are you doing... <laughs> the pressure was on. <laughs> I'm like, stop talking to Sarah and everybody at the right club. Just paint. <laughs> She's a like slave driver. <laughs> yeah, because like, you drove. Like you drove to see your rental property. I think we had like a bunch of like meetings along the way. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I kept busy. But. <laughs> and I'm like, delegate to me. Give me things to do that I can do from here so you can come home. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Actually, I, I think uh, I think we are going to be handing you, Jennifer, also more podcasts for the right club, um, you know, overseeing and all that good stuff. So you will be busier. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's good. <laughs> but it's going to understand more and more what I do because we, that's what you have to understand. We met at 18 and we were in college together. <clears throat> we studied interior design together mm -hmm. and wow. we worked together oftentimes we always wanted our own business we tried a few times it didn't work out but this time it is working out mm -hmm. so it's awesome and the kids who are involved so we're really a tight-knit family even in college i used to finish his homework when he took too long yes <laughs> she got fed up because i'm like one more one more <laughs> what's the secret like how do you guys keep like your relationship strong while you're still with each other like 24 seven lots of wine <laughs> no no well, i just think that you, it's picking your partner kind of right because i mean 
Like I always want to spend time with him. I mean, it sounds so incredibly cheesy, but we are always like texting each other and FaceTiming. It's and... disgusting. You'd be like, you'd be sick. <laughs> like I, I was at work for like eight hours today and we must have texted at least 20 times and we FaceTimed. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I miss you more. I love you more. So it's the same for real estate and it works like sometimes I have a conversation I'm like, oh I'm sorry I'm busy I just passed the phone and she continues the conversation exactly where I left it off like even wow. real find it scary she's like no it's not Francois it's Jennifer but here's how it's gonna roll soulmates that's amazing it's incredible yeah so hopefully we don't die like we hope we die together so <laughs> <laughs> very old <laughs> Yeah, it is great because a lot of people that have been together for like 20 years they're like you know not happy they're not excited about being around each other and that kind of stuff and I think that's like it's just it's just so nice to see it's refreshing to see like you guys are like complimenting each other in the business and like you know you you find time to like do some fun things like I like your like wine and real estate show like that's so cool you're both so passionate about it so congrats I mean I think like you guys could be like like relationship counselors as well in another <laughs> life. <laughs> well, because we, we did it reverse. We had all the fighting and... Yeah, we did fight a lot when we were younger. Oh, man, smashing dishes and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. And now, now it's out of the way. So now we get to enjoy life. You do it when you're young. Fight and argue and... Can I ask, can I ask who, who's the one that smashed the dishes? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so satisfying. But we had this crystal vase. You could not. I couldn't break. break it. Like that thing, I would just like heave it all over the apartment, and it wouldn't break. It I wouldn't was smash. so mad. <laughs> oh gosh, that's hilarious. Who's got, bad who got the worst temper between you two? Depends yeah. on the subject. <laughs> yeah. It would. Yeah, it would depend. Sometimes he gets a really bad temper, and sometimes it's me. But we know how to cool each other off, so that's good. Cheap. <laughs> yeah, I. I pout, she pouts, and yeah, it's very quiet now. At like at our age and that many years, there's not much yelling or anything. It's like that's it, and then silence. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, I love it. All right, guys. I, I mean, we can keep talking forever because it's quite entertaining. Even you know, just to ask you questions about your relationships and real estate and your investments and all that good stuff. But the next part is our lightning round. So I'm going to ask each of you a series of five questions. Everybody gets the same questions. You're going to give us the first answer that comes to mind. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> this week's lightning round is brought to you by Megan Chomut. If you're looking for a great financial advisor to add to your team who actually understands and incorporates real estate as part of your overall plan and gets your money working for you, you can reach out to Megan at meganchomut.com forward slash Sarah. And also she's offered for my podcast listeners to provide you with a free customized individualized 90 day game plan for getting ahead. So to get that, go to meganchomut.com forward slash Sarah. That's M-E-G-H-A-N-C-H-O-M-U-T.com forward slash Sarah. And now back to the show. All right. So I'll get an answer from each of you. Um, so question number one, what is your favorite real estate investing book? Maybe Jennifer, we'll start with you. Oh, I, I like the wealthy barber. It's not really real estate investing, but I, I liked how it was written. Yep. Absolutely. Great book. Francois, and, uh, and you? So not rich dad, poor dad. <laughs> I, have... I mean, it's a great book, but that's what everybody says, right? <laughs> Please. 
I actually read it and I did not like it. I apologize. I know it's changed people's lives. I was bored beyond tears, but Jennifer kept saying, it's a good book, good book, read it. Anyway, not it. Uh, I did like Money People Deal from Stefan Arno. I thought it was very interesting. Like, I don't agree with everything, but very good mind, mind, mindset shift. And I read a lot in French, so I could give you a whole bunch of French titles. Uh, is there a French real estate book that you uh, recommend? Uh, I forget the title, so <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Since you actually do my show notes for the podcast, if you do find it in the show notes. <laughs> Sure, I'll put one in, yes. And some of them have been translated. And it's good because a lot of it is in Quebec, which is a tougher market. So it's interesting. There didn't used to be as much of a lift or any of that stuff. So. Mm -hmm. All right, very cool. Number two, if you listen to podcasts, what is your favorite podcast? It doesn't have to be real estate related. It could be anything at all. Um, you know, Francois, we'll start with you. Uh, I really like Andrew Hines, his podcast. Sorry, Sarah. No, that's cool. He's got a great podcast. Because <laughs> he's a numbers guy. And I guess I like that because I'm not a numbers guy. But <laughs> he kind of really drills down and he gets into really crazy topics like politics and yeah, uh, yeah all kinds of stuff you shouldn't really say, which I really enjoy. So, <laughs> well, all right. You know, I, I do love his podcast as well. Jennifer, what about you? Uh, I really like Living a Among Lions with the Ben Brothers. So they're uh, two real estate, um, well, the two twin brothers that um, that invest in real estate. and In the States. In the States, so. It's really cool. Yeah, I forgot about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, they're Christian. We're Christian, so it's very hardcore Christian, Bible-thumping real estate. <laughs> so it's perfect. Cool. All right, <laughs> sounds good. What do you do for fun aside from real estate investing or anything work related? Jennifer, we'll start with you. Um, I, I love reading and I love going for walks with Francois. <laughs> cooking too. You yeah, love, I love cooking. Yeah, I love cooking too, but I didn't want to talk really long. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. the lightning round. <laughs> I actually, uh, I like weird stuff. So during winter, I love shoveling snow. <laughs> Not the heavy stuff at the street, but I just like scraping my driveway and make, making it all nice and neat. I also enjoy doing dishes, which is very, very odd. <laughs> and I love that he loves shoveling and doing dishes. <laughs> if you're the cook and you like cooking and he likes the cleaning up and tidying, then it's like a perfect right. match. Exactly. And I just love that. I love gardening, horticulture. I can't wait to have a, a new garden at some point and yeah, spending time with the family. All right. Very cool. Question number four, if you lost all of your assets and your real estate tomorrow, how would you start again? Jennifer? How would I start again? Ah, I think that we just, we'd be picking up the phone and calling people. Yeah, it's a totally joint ventures because our experience doesn't require money. Like you, you still have it. So we do that. I know a lot of people say invest in a mentor or a coach. I agree with them. I don't overpay though. That's one thing I will mention. So sorry, I know there's some coaches and stuff, but it's like real estate. So do it incrementally. So if you're smaller, you have nothing left. Yes, invest, but don't go like 25,000 your first coach. Start smaller and then grow. Same with properties. So mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And last question, if somebody has $50,000 and they want to get started, it's an open-ended question. How would you recommend they spend that money? Are they new? 
well, let's just let's just say they're new and they've got fifty grand to spend. Yeah, I've, I had that question. I would time. say I would say uh, in a joint venture because you learn like if you weren't confident to do it yourself, you'd learn like from A to Z, um, the entire process of a deal, and then you could just reproduce it yourself if you didn't want to do a joint venture again. Yeah, or you could, um, depending how much time you have and all that, what age group. You could do private lending and then grow your capital to fit the market where you're investing. Uh, there's different things you can do. So, yeah. Very cool. All right. That was a lightning round. Where can my listeners reach out to you, Francois or Jennifer? So we go by our company name. So FL, so F like Francois, L like Lantier, but that's not what it means. It means famille Lantier, so mm -hmm. Lantier family. So FL Homes Corp. We're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, not on TikTok yet. Our daughter will add us soon. <laughs> uh, Jennifer, yeah, you're not, you're very discreet on social media. Yeah. I am uh, quite active. So Francois Lantier and therightclub.com. Mm -hmm. All right. Very cool. And final question. Any final last words of advice? Short and simple. Jennifer, go for it. That's what I am. Short and simple. I'll say just do it. <laughs> Yes. That's the biggest thing. The whole analysis paralysis, that's not us. And I, I think that's the key to success. Yes, you need to get information, but don't mm -hmm. like, yeah, don't just take action. Yeah. And that one was very typical, but but it got you to where you are today and that's why you've been able to scale so quickly with uh, 30 plus properties in uh, less than two years so congrats and thank you guys for being on the show it was a pleasure having you on thank you thank you cheers hey guys before you go i wanted to ask you a question what's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons, and at the time, they all seemed very valid, but as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away, and eventually, only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that, and the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked, and also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio consisting of multiple homes, and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step -step online program. It's called Rise, and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.